Shintaro Fujinami made his spring debut with the A's. How did it go? How did he look? Will his stuff play? We've got answers for you today on Locked On A's. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 536 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, we're talking about Shintaro Fujinami making his spring debut for the A's. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching him pitch. Uh, Some of it was good, some of it was not good. But I had a great time watching him. Anyway, and then we're going to be talking a little bit about Drew Rasinski. Sorry, Drew Rasinski. Got to get that uh, get that right, Jason. Drew Rasinski, uh, he made his debut with the A's on Monday. And he talked to reporters after we, have record, after we had already recorded Monday's episode. And uh, so now I, I have some thoughts about his start and why we should still be optimistic about Drew Rasinski moving forward. And then finally, we have our hot takes. You sent them in. I'm going to read them. Hot takes for the 2023 season. They are spicy. Let me tell you that we're going to have fun in the third segment today. But before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On As your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. We are so close to 900 subs right now. Our goal is 1,000 by opening day. we got a month to get to 1,000. So if you have not subscribed and you're watching this video right now, mash that subscribe button, please. And uh, that would make me happy. And so if you want to make me happy, do that. Um, also, if you're already subscribed, make sure to leave a, leave a little thumbs up, a like, and also comment down below so that uh, this th- that's how the YouTube algorithm works. It, it spreads by how much engagement a video gets, uh, you know, on top of views and stuff like that. So, you know, obviously watch the video and then like and comment down below. And then uh, that's how it finds other Ace fans like yourself uh, that might also enjoy this. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis. I already got a write up on Shintaro Fujinami up over there, uh, but now, you know, we're doing it over here. So check out Inside the A's at Inside the A's on Twitter and uh, si.com slash MLB slash athletics. Uh, that, that's, that's how you find the URL. But let's talk about Shintaro Fujinami. Um, obviously he's going to be compared to Shohei Otani a lot. And so it kind of made sense that they were starting opposite one another for their spring debuts for 2023. And, uh, you know, I would say that Fujinami, he might've been better. He might not have been better this, he, he, he was better than Otani's first spring start, uh, ever. I mean, granted he was 23 years old. I believe that Otani went one and a third, gave up. Two runs, one of those was earned. He struck out one, walked one. I don't know. There was a couple of hits involved. Uh, He gave up runs, so that was the big difference. And that's why I give uh, the first overall start of a spring career to Shintaro Fujinami. So, by uh, declaration, or, you know, just uh, working that one down the line, obviously, Fuji is a better pitcher than Shohei Otani, who is one of the best pitchers in baseball. Just, Just... Just throwing that out there now. But let's talk about how he did on Tuesday. Uh, Everything that we had heard about, we got to see in this one game. He sat 96 to 97, which is arguably slower than he usually throws. Um, I've 
you know, read that he hits triple digits. Hits triple digits. Doesn't sit triple digits. He was sitting 96-97. So you could see him as he gets more acclimated to throwing and on a regular program, uh, him hitting triple digits. But he wasn't there yet today. It's spring training, you guys. Um, also, uh, we had read about a nasty splitter. And oh my god, that thing is dirty. It is a dirty, dirty splitter. It sits, it sits 91. That is a hard, hard slider. I forget where he ranks in baseball among uh, pitchers that throw uh, a splitter that hard, but it's like top 10, I believe. That is a hard, hard pitch, and it just sinks right off the table. It's it's coming to like, hey, look, I'm a fastball. I'm a cute little fastball. You should really uh, take advantage of this fastball. And he's like, boom, right in the dirt. And that is how he got the first strikeout of his professional career in spring training against David Fletcher, A's nemesis. David Fletcher was no match for the great Shintaro Fujinami in the first inning. <laughs> he struck him out, I think it was on four pitches. And uh, it was that slider that did the dirty work. It got him, it was in the dirt. It was a slider that wound up in the dirt. I, the, the camera work was not great. Uh, Langoliers was, uh, apparently got him with the throw because uh, I, I thought that Fletcher had made it to first because it was so in the dirt. Uh, and uh, it, it got David Fletcher, who will swing at stuff at his eyes and get hits off of it. He got that guy to strike out. So uh, as somebody pointed out on Twitter, Shintaro Fujinami, getting him to strike out in his first I mean, just at bats, just batter faced. Uh, that is that puts him in the Oakland Hall of Fame right there. So uh, we're etching up his plot currently, and uh, obviously he's going to be wearing an A's hat because that's the only hat that he's worn so far. So that is fun. Um, Luis Ranjifo followed that up. He lined a single. It was an infield single, but it was literally lined off of Fujinami, and uh, everybody was very scared for a second. Uh, and by everybody, I mean I assume. Um, it's, you'd never want a pitcher to get hit by a pitch. And it was like in the lower half, it was like legs area. And he waved off, um, the, the, the medical staff. He was like, no, 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 I'm good. And he was good. He allowed the infield single. That was fine. Uh, but then he struck out Jake Lamb, who is now on the angels. So that's former A's legend, 2020 legend, uh, Jake Lamb. He, uh, he is now on the angels and he struck out and then, uh, Mickey Moniak, who they got in a trade with the Phillies last year, uh, he popped out second to end the the uh, top half of the first. So that was that was the first inning. Thirteen pitches, pretty solid. He looked really really good. And then the second inning happened, and uh, everything else that you had read about him, his shaky command at times, uh, that came to fruition because he walked the first three batters. Like I, I think the last one was on four pitches. Uh, the, the third walk. The second one, he, he was down 3-0 in the counts, and then he worked it to, to a full count and then walked him. Uh, I didn't see the first one. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, three fairly quick walks. So, uh, pitching coach, A's pitching coach, Scott Emerson, came out. They had a little chat. And then Shintaro Fujinami struck out Aaron Whitefield. That's a person. Um, so, struck him out. And then... Uh, the ninth place setter, I believe, uh, Levon Soto grounded into a double play. It was a tailor-made double play, uh, and it was hit at Aledmus Diaz, who was playing shortstop. Might be seeing him there a little bit, because he's going to be rotating around the infield. I had him at second base on my roster, but that's just a place to get put him. He could also play shortstop. He could also play a little bit of first base. He could also play a little bit of third base. He can play all over the place, but he looked good. He he scooped the ball. He took the second himself, threw it over to Ryan Nota, inning over. 
That was Shintaro Fujinami's two innings of work. He threw 39 pitches. The final line, I don't have it written in front of me, but I got it memorized. Two innings pitched, th- uh, one hit, three walks, and uh, got a strikeout, uh, three strikeouts in there, and he walked, or uh, he threw 39 pitches. That's that's the ender. That's the cap on that one. He allowed zero runs. So that was, uh, we, we got to see him dance with some trouble, and he got out of the trouble. That was good. That is what is going to determine how his season goes, is one, his command, because he was great when he had good command in the first inning, and then he was a little bit shaky in the second inning. Um, and then also how well and how effective he is at getting out of trouble. That That is going to be what determines, I mean, really any pitcher's uh, stuff. But uh, Fujinami has the swing and miss caliber pitches that you're looking for. His stuff looks like it will play. That slider, or that, sorry, not the slider, the splitter is ridiculous. His fastball was getting swings and misses. His slider, I thought it looked not great personally, but I am not a scout. Uh, it, it was a, a front door slider to righties. So it was going in on them. And uh, I think it's the camera angle too. It's a weird camera angle. It's not a, a usual camera angle. It's lower and not centered at all. Um, so it was hard to tell, but it didn't look good from the camera angle. Maybe it plays a little bit better. I'm sure we'll get a little bit more intel on that as he throws more and more. Um, but overall, I, I liked it. I, the first inning, I was like, oh man, this guy is going to make me fall in love. And the second inning, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. I think he's going to be okay. I'm, I'm very intrigued to find to see what he does this season with the Oakland A's. Um, and I mean, hopefully they can re-sign him. I, I don't know that it's going to happen, but hopefully they can re-sign him. Um, but Hey, we'll see on that. Uh, a couple of injury notes when we'll talk about these a little bit more on tomorrow's show, but because uh, we don't know the severity of them yet. Uh, Ramon Laureano, he had uh, left groin soreness, so he was a late scratch to this game. So uh, he sat out today. It, it seems as though it was a precautionary measure, not like a nagging thing that's going to keep him out of like a lot of games. So that's uh, Ramon Laureano. Kirby Sneed, um, he he has some, some left arm shoulder left shoulder tightness and uh so that's not like super it's concerning because you want Kirby Snead to be healthy but um it it might open up a spot in the bullpen and I'll be talking about that uh a little bit on tomorrow's show as well I'm probably going to write up about uh write up who could benefit in the A's bullpen if Kirby Snead is not in fact ready or he doesn't have enough innings or something like that I'll be writing that up tonight for inside the A's so uh check that out Stay up late and then read about the A's bullpen battle now that Kirby's need might not be available. And uh, who could benefit? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, just using all the same words just uh, again 30 seconds later. That's great potting, Jason. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I like Shintaro Fujinami. That is the takeaway. He looked good. It looks like his stuff will play. I'm very intrigued as it how often can he throw this splitter? Because that splitter was nasty. Can he throw it 90% of the time? I hope so. That would be great. He'd be very effective. Uh, But also you need to like vary your pitches and things. Uh, Oh, well. But anyways, we're talking a little bit about Drew Rasinski coming up. And uh, he had a bad outing in his, his first start with the A's. His first start back from the KBO. So uh, what did he say about that? And... What do I think about what he said and uh, how much leeway are we giving him? So that's what we're talking about next on Locked on A's. 
Are you looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and the calories? Then you gotta try a Built Bar. And what makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That is right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I don't know how they do it, but these bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are actually healthy. They are good for you, my friends. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. That is Excellent, those are amazing macros. And you don't need to wait around to get a box anymore. If you are going to spring training and you have not put an order in to built.com, no matter, you, that's fine. All you gotta do is go to your local Walmart or your local Sam's Club. That's right, you can head to the, your nearest Walmart today, walk up to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. Make sure to pay for them, obviously, but grab it and then go to the cash register and be like, I'm going to spring training. Uh, you can get a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13 bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am a by Jason B on Twitter. Uh, check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's, si.com slash MLB slash athletics. Uh, also, just check out at Inside the A's on Twitter. It's much easier to see articles over there. Uh, j- trust me on that one. That's a long URL. I'm aware. <laughs> but let's talk about Drew Rosinski, who did not have a great start on Monday. I was expecting, oh, not a, uh, expectations are stupid in spring training because guys are working on stuff. And Drew Rosinski has not been in the major leagues for four seasons. He was great in the KBO. He struggled a little bit in his first outing. So expectations on my end were, they were silly. Why should I expect anything? It's dumb of me. His final line was two innings pitched, six hits allowed, three earned runs, a walk, and a strikeout. Um, I I think that he's kind of going to be like a a Cole Irvin-esque pitcher, which I think that the addition of Drew Rosinski in free agency is kind of why Cole Irvin was made available, because they they feel good with Rosinski, and uh, maybe he's slightly better than Cole Irvin, uh, maybe I think that he's just going to be able to make all of his starts. He's going to give you five to six pretty good innings. He's going to he's going to be fine. He's going to be a fine pitcher. That's what I'm expecting out of Drew this season. Uh, that is not obviously not a stat line that is indicative of uh, the guy that I think he will be. And uh, there there are some reasons for that. Here's a few. He went over them uh, at, in the post game. And uh, one of them was he'd never used pitch com before, which is the way that pitchers are called between, you know, because the Astros, uh, they, they ruined everything and everybody's a cheater now. So pitch com, it's the, the little, it, it's how the pitcher and the catcher communicate. He'd never done that before. This game was the first time he'd ever done that. And so uh, he was unfamiliar with it. And there was a, a point in the game where, He'd also uh, never worked with the the pitch timer or the clock. Uh, yeah, the pitch timer, obviously, because that, that's new for everybody. So he hadn't done that. So he had two brand new things aside from just like being back in the States and pitching for a new team and trying to, you know, prove that he can do it. And all of the stuff that happens after, you know, not doing great in the big leagues, you know, in 2018, I believe, and now making it back and like all not the pressure, but, you know, just the 
just all of that emotion coming back to the States and then adding these two new things to deal with too. Aside from just hitting your marks and pitching, uh, he had some other stuff to go on too. So um, I thought that that was interesting. There was one, one point in the game in the second inning, I believe, uh, Cole Tuck Tucker uh, drew a walk on a clock violation and uh, it was a 3-2 count. So uh, basically him, uh, his catcher, Tyler Soderstrom, A's number one prospect, number 30 overall in baseball, according to Fangraphs. Very good, very good prospect. Might not be a catcher, according to some people, like uh, like the guy that I ranted about, <laughs> uh, Keith Law, just a few episodes ago. And I was like, he's not a catcher, Keith. Nobody thinks he's a catcher. Well, the A's keep putting him back there at catcher. So maybe the A's do think he's a catcher. I don't know. Anyways, so he was the catcher for Drew, Rit Drew Rasinski. And... Uh, that is that. That was a weird pairing, I thought, um, just because he's a he's a young guy and Rasinski is coming back to the states. He, he, I'd give Soderstrom a start with somebody that he might be more familiar with on the mound, like Waldachuk or something like that. Um, but no, 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 we're we're gonna give him the guy that's been in Korea for years. Um, so I thought that that was weird. They were having a hard time getting on the same page with a with what pitch they wanted to throw in that 3-2 count. And uh, they were both, not like frazzled, but they were like, ah, it got hectic. It got chaotic, I think was the word that he used there for a second. And they just couldn't figure out what to throw. And the pitch comm wasn't working. And only one of the pitch clocks was working. So there was one that was like behind the batter. And he was like, how much time do we have? I don't know. Um, and so they just ran out of time. So that was a weird thing that he had to deal with. And I thought that that was strange. Um, and there, there was one thing that he said in the post-game interview that I listened to. And he said that uh, if he was to step off, that does not grant him time anymore. The clock would just keep going. So there was no way to reset that timer to get him to go. The catcher is the only one that could call time and get that pitch clock reset. And I think that if Tyler Soderstrom was not his catcher and it was somebody like Manny Pena or even Shea Langelier, somebody who's worked with the pitch clock a little bit before, worked with Pitchcom a little bit better, a little bit more in the past, I think that maybe that pitch doesn't happen. And maybe the second inning, uh, maybe he is a little bit better in the second inning. Um, so I think that that might have frazzled him a little bit, but he seemed to be in good spirits after this start. He, he wasn't like, ah, I got shelled. I gave up all these hits. Ah, he was like, no, it was that one pitch come thing that I was, that's kind of sticking with me right now. And uh, that's, that's very acceptable. I think, I think that that's a fine response. Uh, he didn't have a great game, but I think that he's going to have a fine season. He said that the one thing that he would have liked to have done is uh, missed a few more bats. He was pounding the strike zone. He was getting strikes, but he wasn't uh, hitting his corners. He wasn't hitting his spots as well as he would have liked to. And, uh, you know, he, he was throwing strikes and they were hitting them. So he wants to get a little bit better in that regard. Um, I believe that it was Martin Gallegos asked him uh, what his goal is for the end of camp. And he said, quote, uh, I just want to be performing at my best and see where it goes from there. Keep building on this. Keep going up. Um, he, he uh, end quote. He said something to the effect of uh, if he had, you know, had a, a flawless uh, start, then he would have had nothing to build upon. So it's kind of good that it happened now because he knows what he needs to work on, knows what he needs to get better at. And he's very confident that uh, as he gets more familiar with Pitchcom and with the pitch clock, that he's going to, you know, he just needs some some time with it. And I think that that's good. Uh, give him Shailene Galeers next time because they'll probably be working together or give him Manny Pena. Maybe make Pena like his personal catcher. I don't know. Uh, do something fun there. Uh, I, I mean, those are the main two catchers anyway, so may as well just get him used to throwing to one of the catchers he'll see in the big leagues this year, at least at the start of the year. Um, 
I thought that this was a, a fine start given those things that he was dealing with that we didn't necessarily think about when the start was happening. So good job, Drew Rosansky. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in his next outing. But uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about some, some wildly bold predictions for 2023 from you, the fans. Stay locked in, you guys. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, analysis. Coming your way whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. That's SI.com. That's Sports Illustrated as in SI.com uh, slash MLB slash athletics. Um, but let's talk about that. Granted, I sent this call out to you guys when the A's were 2-0. Um, in spring training, they are now two and two. They have lost their last two games. And uh, so some of these hot takes feel a little silly now. And I thought about postponing this, but I said on the podcast that uh, we were going to do it today. And by golly, we're doing it today because it's spring training. So let's get excited while it's still spring training. And they're not two and two just generally in the season. They're two and two in spring training. Everything's fine. Uh, their run differential is like plus one, I think, as of... The math that I did off the top of my head, uh, you know, earlier. So I think that they have a plus one run differential, which means that they should be roughly 500. And so they're doing fine. They're doing fine, I guess. But here are some hot takes. Um, I've been saying that the A's are going to be a lot better than people are expecting this season. Uh, FanDuel, one of our our, our main sponsors, uh, they, they have them at 59.5 wins. 59 and a half wins this season crush the over on that one you guys seriously that they're not a, a 60 win team they're like a 65 70 75 win team they're a much better team than i think people are giving them credit for uh the only uh thing that could get in their way is if they trade everybody at the trade deadline which hey maybe that happens uh <laughs> but maybe it doesn't because they're winning too many games and they need to go for it um hey who knows um, also, I, I, I got to do a segment uh, at some point. I, I haven't done the research on this one, but um, everybody likes to comment on things and like uh, co comment on social media and comment on, you know, YouTube videos. Uh, the A's traded another guy. This this is the worst trade ever. Uh, the A's can't do anything, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, that, yes, that's the entirety of the A's history from Philadelphia to Kansas City to now. That is the Oakland A's franchise. It is nothing new. And also... One of our favorite memories as A's fans in recent memory, the 2012 season, they traded a lot of guys to get to that season, like right beforehand, like the good players from 2011, they traded all of them. They made the playoffs. That was the most fun season we've had. They made a lot of trades in the, season, the off season beforehand. So I'm not saying that they're going to do it every time, but sometimes it works out and we have a fantastic memory Sometimes you just got to let it play out, you guys. That's all. That's essentially the segment, and that's uh, that's my thesis. Need to work on that, but that's my thesis. Hot take from from Jason B over here. But uh, let's let's start off with some of your guys' hot takes. That Allen, uh, he sent this one and said, "Fuji, Langoliers, Loriano, and Danny Jimenez are all going to be all stars this season." That is a wildly hot take. I don't know that the A's are going to have more than one all star. Because uh, even if they are a good team, like they were in 2012, like they were in 2013, 
they they weren't getting like multiple all-stars until 2014 when they were just kicking everybody's butt uh they were the best team in baseball and they had made the playoffs two two seasons before that and uh, then they got six so i don't know that uh the ace are gonna be getting four guys um i mean we could discuss sure i th those are good four guys I, jimenez is the one that i'm like i don't know but may maybe maybe I don't know. We'll see. Uh, also, uh, Josh Muller, he, he sent this one in. It said that the A's won the Murphy trade. And Josh has been following me for a long time on social media. And uh, I don't think that he's related to Kyle Muller, but this did definitely make me question whether or not they are related. Um, I'm not saying that the A's didn't win the Sean Murphy trade. I'm, it's going to take some time, but I love the enthusiasm because Kyle Muller looked really good. Uh, Freddie Tarnock looked really good. Uh, Esteri Ruiz, he's shown some stuff. He stole a he stole second base on the first pitch after he you know grounded into a fielder's choice and wound it up on on a yeah on first base. Uh, he, he stole on the next pitch, so that was fun. Uh, also, random tangent here. Uh, he he grounded out and there was like a, a slow roller uh, to second base. And then they went to second base for the out. And then they threw it to first. And as, as it was going there, I was like, why? He was like down the right field line. There was no sense in making that throw whatsoever. I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, you guys don't know how fast he is yet, do you? That's, that's really funny. Anyways, let's keep moving on. Um, we got this one. It says that Paul Blackburn... Oh, this is from Matt Ortega. Paul Blackburn is a 30-game winner. Langoliers bats 1,000. And Ruiz scores 100 runs without recording a hit. The last one is scary because maybe he's Gerard Dyson, which is something that uh, my buddy Cody has said. And uh, that, that is a scary thought. Maybe he's just like a pinch runner. I guess, yeah. I mean, 100 runs is still a lot. But as of this point, yeah, he, he, could, he could do that. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got some runs already without recording a hit. So, sure. Uh, there were a lot of World Series and AL West predictions. And th those might be too spicy for my take. But I will be happy to be enthusiastic about this team with you guys. That is fine. I, I want to be a little bit really realistic now. <laughs> I don't know that they're going to win the World Series, but dang it, why not? They're two and two in spring training. Uh, there was uh, one, or there's a few that said uh, Shea Langoliers MVP season, AL MVP. I like that. Ryan Nota, team MVP. Very intriguing. He He's he's had a good spring so far. I, I like what I'm seeing from Ryan Nota. Um, Adrian, uh, I wow, I did not write this right. Adrian, uh, says that the A's will be buyers at the deadline. I mean, I don't know what holes they need to fill. They're a perfect team already, Adrian. Just saying. <laughs> Leal Tastic, one of our uh, most fervent commenters on YouTube videos. Thank you to Leal Tastic. Um, th they said that the A's approach 500 and will be within five games of the wild card at some point this season. It's the at some point this season that got me. Um, I mean, that, that could be five games into the into the year. They could go 0-5 and, and they'll be within five games. I, I think that they meant uh, like in September or in August or something like that. But... I like the thought process here. I, If everything goes right, they could be a 500 team. If everything goes right, they could be a 500 team. And they'd be within shouting distance of a wild card spot. 
I do think that. Uh, and then, uh, the elite is the stuff on YouTube. I uh, said that Waldachuk will be a 10 game winner and him and Kyle Muller will uh, emerge as like the two main pieces of the rotation. I think that that uh, actually has a very good shot of happening. Very good shot of happening. Those guys could be very good. Ken Waldachuk also threw today. Uh, he had some trouble with his command. So we'll, we'll see what he says about that. But uh, yeah, overall, not too bad. Uh, A's lost today 11 to six or 11 to five. Uh, so man, that's fine. Um, Denzel Clark. He is four for four, I believe, this spring. He's batting a thousand. So call him up. Call him up. Uh, also, over at Inside Days, I uh, wrote a piece about Lawrence Butler and just uh, his, his his career so far. I guess I talked to uh, the Lansing broadcasters, Adam Jaxa and Jesse Goldberg Strassler. Um, just got some some insight from them, what they saw in watching him for an entire season last year, and uh, just some of the ups and downs of his career. That's over at InsideAs or SI.com slash MLB slash athletics. So uh, go check that out. I'll put that in the show notes for the audio people as well. But that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much again for making Locked On A's your first lesson. Now for your second lesson, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, but that's all for me today, you guys. So uh, until tomorrow, we're going to be talking about Ramon's injury, see, seeing where that is. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, how to replace Kirby Sneed in my projected uh, roster, because I, I assume that he's not going to be on the team right now. Uh, also, he wasn't great last year, so maybe this is just a way to, you know, it's. I'm, I'm not saying that they're faking the injury. I'm saying that uh, they, they might, with the injury and everything, that might be enough to be like, oh, let's start you in AAA. We'll see how it goes, and then we'll we'll bring you up when you're ready. Um, so that might open up a spot in the A's bullpen and they got some, they got, they got some guys that they could throw in. I'm going to go over all of that on tomorrow's episode, but yeah, that's it. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I will talk with you tomorrow. Hey.